0: And I'll go ahead and get it started. 3, 2, 1. And we are in 1 Samuel 20 tonight. It's a long chapter, 42 verses. And uh, my idea is we're not going to do a verse-by-verse study here of this. It's a narrative, as most of uh, Samuel is. And it's one of those that can be probably put into a movie or have a movie part but uh, so I was trying to figure out how can we do this because it seems not like there's really not a lot of spiritual aspects behind this well we know better than that don't we there are always spiritual lessons there sometimes we have to dig a little bit more than we normally do it's one of those rather than we don't want to just read it as a story and then be done with it But I will say a key word in here is covenant. Uh, Covenant is found here several times between Jonathan and David. So we'll be looking at that. Um, As we think about David, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit works as he gives in Scripture the characteristics that David has. And David really has a composite one. He's a human. Humans will do a lot of things that uh, are really unpredictable and inconsistent. Um, David, for one thing, is a very good example for us to follow. And you look at a lot of the Psalms and the way that he writes. We've seen him so far as a man who was led by God's Spirit, filled with God's Spirit. Uh... That's one thing about David. Number two, though, is that he gives a warning in some of his decisions, some of the things that he does in his life, which we would do well to heed to those kind of warnings. So that's the other side of David. Thirdly, we really get a type of Christ through David. Of course, him being the king is a magnificent type of Christ. So we realize that the Holy Spirit has a design and if his design is realized, it's whenever we see stories of people like David or Jonathan and really our souls would be gained a lot if we would be able to be delivered from some of the snares that, for instance, David has. And you look in chapter 20 and may not notice it too much, but there are some chinks in the armor of David here, if I could put that in, in that stead. David has passions like us. And unless God's grace is working in him and in us, we'll never do anything to have our lives be gained spiritually. Uh, The moment the Lord uh, leaves us to ourselves, we know that there is a fall getting ready to come. It is certain. So there's a key verse in the New Testament found in Galatians 5.17 and it really explains the journey that we all live in as we struggle in our daily lives, you know we like to think how scriptural and how spiritual we are, but sometimes we have those moments. And we know that in 5:17, it says, "The flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, for these two are in opposition to one another. So that you may not do the things that you please, but if you 're led by the spirit you 're not under the law now indeed the uh, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, those practices for a Christian are inconsistent with what God has designed for our lives. And then uh, verse 22 and 23, uh, we get the list of the fruit of the Spirit. David is a very good example for us, but he is still a man. And I think in this chapter tonight, we'll see some weak links. You would read this, you wouldn't really think too much of that. He is trying to be, uh, I guess, put to death by Saul, of course. And that's what the problem is here, and that's why plans are brought forth by David and Jonathan on how to escape the murder that Saul is trying to do uh, for not only David, but Jonathan, which we saw last week in one of ours. This is a sad chapter in involving the personalities of David and Saul and Jonathan, the relationships there that, that they have, Saul's intent on killing him, and not only David, but sometimes his own son. But this is a real significant turning point as we look at tonight, Uh, at least as far as David and um, Jonathan are concerned, and David and Saul, because what's going to happen, even when there's a confirming of a covenant between David and Jonathan, it's a very sad parting because those two will not be seen with each other very much at all, and when they do it's very short moment of time. Things will never be the same again, and so that's where we have come to when we enter chapter twenty so, in light of that, I hope it helps as we look at this chapter because i <laughs> I kind of read it and have been looking at it for like uh, several days and trying to come up with something here that would be rather profound, and I don't think I did. But with that introduction that I had, overall I think it will help us. Uh, I was in dire straits a couple hours ago trying to figure how am I going to do this one. This is just a story. Um, You know, like a, it's something that could be entertaining. But I'll tell you what, I picked up a book that I had in my library called The Life of David by A.W. Pink, and just a few short sentences, it got my head spinning, (laughs) and I think, oh, there it is. That's what this is, David. Jonathan, we've been looking at, we've been admiring them, haven't we? How godly they are, these young men. And you know what? They get together here and it looks really good. But there's some things missing. And then other things that it brought out that you go, that's not right. And as I read this, I read this thing Saturday morning, and I go, there's something not right here. Couldn't put my finger on it. So let's see if we can do it tonight as a group. I think we can find it with the help of A.W. Pink. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, great God, You are holy. a Majestic God, You are. You've made a covenant with us, Lord, and that is why we can be approaching You, desiring to know You more, desiring to for you to help us by the Holy Spirit as we read this and study it, that we can gain something here for our souls. And that would make us more, I guess you could say, desiring to follow your ways even more precisely. Through your Spirit we can. May your Word change us tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen long chapter a lot of verses 42 where in chapter 20 it will come right off of chapter 19 David went to where Samuel was at and you remember that Saul was trying to kill him he sent out men to kill him not once not twice three times and each time those men became prophets for the moment and Saul said, okay, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and he became a prophet again for a while. Uh, at least that moment. He even stripped off his clothes and became naked. Strange thing. And so that's where we left off. He was really trying to kill David. I think it is really up front. Would you guys even be mistaken about Saul trying to kill David? As much as we've seen this, I don't understand that David's finally getting it, and Jonathan's trying to understand what David's talking about. What do you mean? And I go, are you dense? What is wrong with you, both of you? What's wrong with Jonathan in the way that he responds in this chapter? Early on, I read it. I go, are they, are they stupid? I don't think so at all. They're considered to be wise. What is going on here? Maybe a little, they're a little bit lax in seeking the Lord out. I don't see a lot of the Lord here. I see some. But I see a lot of David and a lot of Jonathan, and they're coming up with plans. I don't think they really needed to make these plans. Maybe they did. Maybe God's getting them to do this. But honestly, in their thinking, something is amiss. You say, Dennis, what are you talking about? Chapter 20, verse 1. David fled from Naoth and Ramah. Stop there just for a moment. That is bothersome to me. He's safe with Samuel. That's where he fled to. Now it says that he flees from Naoth and Ramah and came and said to Jonathan, where's Jonathan at? Where's Saul's at? They went back. Or at least Saul did, evidently. Or, and David is with Samuel. He fled to Samuel, remember? Why is he fleeing back to where Saul's at? Well,
1: because Saul was, in, was there.
0: Saul was there.
1: Saul was with Samuel. Yeah. So David took off.
0: Maybe. Or maybe, how long does Saul stay around? Well. is this Saul probably is not going to stay around very long. He probably gets his clothes back on and takes back off.
2: You know, maybe he
0: stayed there at night. Uh, anyway, he said he laid down and, and, and all that night... Therefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets? Then David fled from Naoth and Ramah. It may be, maybe you're right. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it is kind of... Uh, it's a strange thing. I looked in some commentaries you know, saying, why is David fleeing to where Saul and Jonathan are or where Saul will wind up? You know, you think, okay, he, he ought to just take off and stay away. Maybe stay with Samuel. He's a man of God, isn't he? Maybe
2: he didn't want to bring anything to Samuel, though. He didn't want Saul to know he was hanging there.
1: So he took that back. Kind of... Well, and one of my notes says that it could be interpreted now David had fled from Neon Ramah. Oh. So well, a he may have left before Saul got there or shortly
0: could have been, he, he's definitely fleeing to Jonathan, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever the deal is. That doesn't bother me too much, whatever you think. Okay, he is fleeing. Is he fleeing from Saul? Could be. But he's also fleeing to Jonathan. But, and here's what A.W. Pink kept him kept pressing. When, when you have a prophet and a man of God like who he's been with, Maybe he needs to hang with him. He said, What's wrong with Jonathan? Well, really nothing, but, you know, he is his father's son. And he's got some thinking problems here, and you see why when you read on in the next verse. And he, and he comes up to Jonathan, What have I, and you'll notice here, I want you guys to notice this. This is what Pink, uh, you got it. <laughs> this is what Pink brought out. I go, Exactly. What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before you that he is seeking my life? You keep going on through here and you keep seeing my, mine, I, I, I. And we have seen constantly the Lord, the Lord. Now you will see that in here a little bit. And I'm not saying David's gone totally off, you know, out of the the spiritual realm. But sometimes, you know, yeah, I believe in the God, but I gotta do for myself. And so we start making plans up we don't seek him out. <laughs> well, do we do that?
2: What you're sitting there saying though to me is what happens. David was living in a fog with uh, Saul all this time. Like you said there said, How many times did he try to kill him? He kept going back and whatever that was all about. It's kind of a honeymoon stage thing that was happening there. I think for the first time, David now sees totally from a different point of view. Would
0: you say that he is now
2: fearful?
0: He's yeah. fearful.
2: Yeah, I think it's fear time, possessing him. I think for the first him. time that yeah. he now <clears throat> is shaken up. Yeah. from it.
1: All. That's what it looks like to me. he's, yeah. he's just—he just knows now that Saul's trying to kill him. And you know, I mean, if somebody is hunting you down, and you do kind of think about me, me, me. And then
2: I what think he's I going back do. to Jonathan. I huh? think he's probably going back to Jonathan to kind of get some bearings on what's up. Well, is it
0: natural to turn yeah. for a friend it's for important. help or yeah, wisdom, some, some insight? Is that him. anything wrong with that? Uh, no, not at all, mm-hmm. not at all. But you know, was it necessarily the more, more spiritual thing to do? No. Would he have been better off staying? with Samuel. I believe so. I think fear is possessing him now and he's got to come up with some kind of plan. And you know, there's been repeated attempts of Saul upon David. We know that, right? A good proverb and I get I bet you every one of you have one of the, these this one as one of your favorite verses in all the Bible. It is Proverbs chapter, what is that? Uh, three, 3 6, I think is what it is. Wait for a second there. You guys know that one, don't you?
2: Yeah, sure. Um,
1: yeah. Let me see and I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In
0: all <laughs> your ways, acknowledge Him.
2: Acknowledge him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that
0: one. And He will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Uh, I think it's always acknowledging God. Did David totally forget Him? No, I'm not saying that at all. I think this is where we're all at. We know very much that the Lord is always around us. But there are times when it's like we just kind of... We get rattled. Start doing things for ourselves. And
1: there's that little phrase that pops into your head: "What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What this am I going to do? This <laughs> is all me."
0: Got to Instead of out. "What's the Lord going to do?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been Don't there. we all do that? <laughs> been Can been you guys see yourself year. in David here? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. humanly, he has every right to be fearful. You got to use wisdom, and you know he's on the run. Yeah. Not that might be a wise thing to do, but. Okay. To Go back in that area, <laughs> all right. Well, at any rate, I
3: think we'll, well get rattled uh, right away. I don't, I don't have much of a problem. I guess I'm slow, but I don't, I've not had a problem with that to me. Like, Saul went to Nail in Ron. and so David fled. Whether they crossed paths, or but David fled, I think he wanted an opportunity to talk to Jonathan. I don't think he wanted to be on the run, I think he wanted an opportunity. Talk to Jonathan and find out what is it. What's going on? What is it that your father has against me? I was
0: yeah, Did I do some kind of sin? And that's ah, what, you yeah, know yeah, right. Yeah. He
3: doesn't want to stay. In this is the way, I you, He doesn't want to stay on the run. He wants to find out how he can fix it. Make it But better. before he can fix it, he's got to find out what the problem is. Okay, right, he can't figure it out right. because there isn't one except in Saul. <laughs>
2: And he doesn't know
0: the Lord sent an evil spirit his way. Well, what's interesting is the response coming from
1: (laughs) Jonathan. Jonathan. Nah, it's nothing.
0: Something here. Exactly. How many times you know something's going on and somebody's really close to you and they'll say that? We've done it before. Ah, it's nothing. Don't worry. You know, it's okay. You know. If 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 it was something serious, I'd know about it. That's really what he's right, saying. Right. And I'm going, I can't believe Jonathan here at all.
1: Jonathan loves his dad.
0: Yeah, it's his father.
1: He doesn't, he doesn't want to believe that his dad is trying to hurt his dad's big
2: buddy. His just steaming off, yeah, just blowing just, it off. Yeah, he just it's
1: loves nothing. Him. He's
2: just got a bad temper. He's yeah. fine. Right.
0: Well, David focuses on maybe it's something I've done. You know, and we all do that. Yeah. Is it is somebody is really standoffish from us? I, di, is it something I said? Well, what did I do? Right. From a mental health right?
1: standpoint, that's trying to assume control. Okay. You're trying to figure out if it's my fault.
0: Then I, I can, can do something. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and what, what did Audrey say? It's really the problem of Saul. It's right. not David. Right. You know, this is the whole problem. But you really need to see really clear, David. I mean, you've had spears hurl at you. You've had people come after you. Your, you know, your wife had to uh, lie and protect you and get you out. I mean, how many times do you need to know that he's trying to kill you? And he, he's finally got it together now.
1: Well, you know, we, we don't get any information about his encounter with Samuel. You know, Samuel may have given him some insight. You know, Samuel might. You know, the Lord might have spoke to Samuel, and Samuel might know what's going on, and he might have told David a little more. Well, that could be very true. Prophesying
3: back
1: then. <laughs> well, <laughs> I now David knows that yeah. there's some bad going on here.
0: Yeah, this. Uh, like yeah, David, this uh, David. this is not right. So here we go. Verse 2, here's Jonathan. He said to him, Far from it you shall not die. Behold, my father does nothing either great or small without disclosing it to me. So why should my father hide this thing from me? Come on, Jonathan. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Jonathan, come, what is the problem? What's your What's your deal? Are you well, now, kidding Jonathan me?
1: Jonathan is kind of, this now. Hasn't Saul already tried
0: to kill him? Yeah. Oh, that's chapter 19, yeah. verse 1. Yeah. Now, that's Saul right. told Jonathan, his son, and all his servants to put David to death, but Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. There's, look at, in chapter 19. Just you know, there's verse one, right? that's dealing with David. Saul told Jonathan and all of his servants to kill him. Come on, Jonathan, where where are you at? He's verse eleven. Then Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him in order to put him to death in the morning. But Mashal, and there's Saul's daughter, David's wife, and then verse twenty. Verse uh, 20, Then Saul sent messengers to take David, but when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying with Samuel, standing and presiding over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they prophesied. Verse 22, Then he So the three different groups, then he himself went to Ramah and came as far as the large well that is in Sucu. He came there to kill that. It, are we saying Jonathan didn't know any of these things at all? I think he knew of most, of, just one time. First 1 of chapter 19 is, is enough. And we know that uh, Saul tried to kill, ha- having killed by the troops earlier. And then we know that he's going to try to put a spear uh, into him also. We know about that. So I'm saying, my, what? You know, I kept reading this. I'm going... Jonathan. What is wrong? Are John, you blind, 94,
2: deaf? Nineteen four. Jonathan's trying to make it all okay between David.
1: Right, and, and Saul. he did for a minute.
2: I mean, but did Jonathan think he smoothed everything over then? Yeah. I guess he thought he, he yeah, puts I mean, all the. Yeah.
3: Do you know how convincing people are when if you mm-hmm. see them not in their right mind, say they're under the influence of something, and then they're not, they're sober, they're mm-hmm. pleasant. They seem very trustworthy and yep. good to be around.
2: So, Jonathan's snuckered by his father's drinks or whatever. Spirit <laughs> <them. bad> spirits, <laughs> oh. spirits
3: in
0: Spirit of soul. Spirit
3: of soul. That may be what Jonathan is uh, is thinking. But he's well, kind yes, of boastful, he though. He thinks you Yeah, father does get that way, but... He's
2: okay. He's okay. And he you
0: know better. better. Everybody knows better. And he won't pass he's exactly. He tells
2: me everything. I like that part yeah. right there. That's a you know, little... There's nothing
0: that he's going to do that I'm not going to know about. And look at the end of verse 2. You know, so why should my Father hide this thing from me? It is not so. What you're telling me, David, is that's false. Uh-oh. That is not true.
3: And, and so may not have. About,
2: I mean, he did. <laughs> About a lot of things. He knows they're friends. He's got to know. Right. right oh,
1: absolutely. Well, he might yeah. have been figured, yeah. the figured it out. That's the next verse. John's going to tell you. Your father knows uh-huh. we are friends. Yeah. He's not going to tell you everything. Right. Mm-hmm. It's
0: all right. Right. So he challenges David's assessment and, you know, that, hey, David, you're not a grave danger at all. It's okay. You know, how can. After all these times, how many times have we seen it? And it just keeps on going. And, but it's it's good to know that it turns out that Jonathan can be convinced. So that's good to know. But I, I cannot believe what he just said and, well, and how not, he said it.
1: he's not fully convinced either. No. Because he's going to go to these dinners and he's going to, you know... And then if, if, check this out. If my father gets upset, then I'll tell the guy to go beyond and get the arrows. Right. Are
3: you taking a bill's
1: place? <laughs> oh. Jumping
0: ahead. We have
1: all read this story. But I'm saying Jonathan never really buys the fact that his father is out to kill David. He's not. He's yeah. not buying it. No, I, I think we'll see. We'll see.
0: Well, you know, he's I'll thinking. i do what you
1: want me to do, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he, you know, he's he's convinced that David is distressed. You know, he knows that, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not convinced that they're. You know, he's not going to murder anybody. Jonathan, what happened to you? You almost got killed by your father multiple times. Yet, okay, now here's the challenge. By David, he disagrees with Jonathan's assessment. They have a little thing going here. and That's okay. That's good. Yet David vowed again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your sight, and he has said, Do not let Jonathan know this, or he will be grieved. That's just what we were talking about, right? But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is hardly a step between me and death. Now, he's going to be king. God has already said that. He's not going to die. That's just the way it is. Saul is not going to kill him. And he says, well, just a step from there. I think that's, you know, what he's saying, this is serious. That's okay. But in another sense, he really has to think back. God has already made a guarantee. He's given his word. That's what it is. That's what all this is about. You know what? God is preparing David through all the bad times, good times. He takes all of that and it's necessary for all of these things to come down where David would not turn out like Saul. Because left on his own, he would have done the exact same thing that Saul did. Pride got to him, laziness, all those things that we see... Uh, And the terrible attitudes that he has, that's exactly where we're all at. And the thing is, we'd all be souls if God wasn't coming in and controlling us. That is a key point. I think I happened to hear that on the way back today from... um, Oh... Yeah, what is the guy that is on bot at uh, noon? I can't think of his name. The the pastor down in Dallas, First Baptist Church there. Anyway, it's uh, he was saying that I'm going. Amazing,
1: you can remember all of that and not his name.
0: I well, that's (laughs) part of the course. (laughs) What's your name? What? (laughs) He's he's
1: out at noon. He's
0: you guys have heard this show (laughs) before, haven't you? It's
1: only the important (laughs) stuff. No bot radio. It does it sit out in cars
0: not in, the front of the not in my house. Hey, go out and sit out in your car, right?
3: <laughs> anyway. my
0: <laughs> Anyway, so the Lord's bringing some insights here. That was I kept thinking about this story that's going it's just a story. Yeah, but it's true. There's a lot of spiritual insights in here. The more we read it we go, all oh, this stuff's for us, isn't it? These are two men. Godly men, very godly men. But does that mean that they've got it all together? Not really. Unfortunately, nobody does. But if Christ is leading us, when we're led by His Spirit all the time, but he, God can take all these things. This was necessary about Saul to do what he did to David and all these things that David be the man that he is whenever he becomes king. And by the way, we get all those psalms that we can identify with whenever we realize when things are going bad for us, and then we see David grieving and, and then saying, you know, Lord, what's going on? Right? Well, I think it's helpful to us, isn't it? So there's a lot of reasons why God did what He did to David. And brought in Jonathan here. Anyway, um, but truly at the end of three, but truly as the Lord lives, I like that, and as your soul lives, there's hardly a step between me and death, but there he's saying, hey, you know, I, I could be killed. Yeah,
1: see, then he's not really thinking about what God said.
0: Right. But he did bring the Lord's name in, but But (laughs) was was, he really believing him there? It wasn't really.
1: really
0: We know this because we do this, don't we? Uh, Not give an excuse. We shouldn't. But Jonathan said to David, so David, you know, David disagrees with Jonathan. Jonathan comes back and says, whatever you say, I will do for you. So he's saying, okay, you know, I'm hearing you. You well, know, if I agree with you totally, but uh, I'm
2: concerned. you I know, hear, I, hear you're concerned.
0: I yes, yeah. whatever you want, I'll do it. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good attitude, though, isn't? it? Yeah. I admire that. Yeah. So I'm not trying to blast Jonathan. I'm just saying he's just a man too, and I cannot believe what he said. What he said in verse two, I I staggered when I read that because I know I've read this before, and it, it just baffled me. I go, what What are these guys? How many times would it take for somebody to shoot a, uh, a forty four at your head and miss? <laughs> One
1: time and do it. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ha-ha. I'm ready to
0: go on. Okay. Then Jonathan said to David, whatever you say, I'll do. So David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I have to sit down to eat with the king. Usually I'm there. Okay, so let me go, that I may hide myself in the field until the third evening. I'm not going to be back at the table. Here's the plan that David's coming up with. If your father misses me at all, see if you see anything wrong here. Then say, David earnestly ask leave of me to run to Bethlehem, his city because it is the yearly sacrifice there for the whole family. If he says it is good, your servant will be safe. But if he's very angry, know that he has decided an evil. Therefore, deal kindly with your servant. For you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. Key word, circle it. But if there's iniquity in me, and there he goes again, put me to death yourself. Right, right. You know, why did you say this, statement? <laughs> you know, if there's sin there, I want you to kill me. You, I mean, you have the right to do it. No, you don't. That would be breaking the law. For why then should you bring me to your father? Okay, there's what David said.
3: Okay. Just, it's something you said. That
1: would
3: be breaking the law. No, well, are the not law. really. There are the jobbing. law.
1: Job
0: and
3: killed
1: him. That's
0: not breaking the law. It's kind of like doing the King's will. Congress now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah, ah. They
1: make up their laws as they go, no, right? That's right. They are the law. What's the
0: difference about a law?
1: Well, my problem with it is that David's asking Jonathan to just flat out lie.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. not
0: right. No. He's not being led by God's Spirit right there. He's coming up with a plan on his own. This is not God's plan. This is his. Yep. God would not tell him to lie, and then you know shortly you're going to see Jonathan actually doing that. So he's led him to sin too because he lies. It's not true. He doesn't have to tell a lie. I
2: don't think he, has
0: to say anything, he doesn't he have to ask, exactly. He to
2: doubt, like where's David at? That's all he had to ask his father. See,
0: so he's that? going to be absent from the table, and that would pro- you know that's probably going to upset. Saul, you know, and so it will be. Um, Saul has no idea when his next opportunity might be to kill David. (laughs) And so if he's absent, he's wondering, okay, where's he at? You know what the basis of the appeal is though here? And it is a good word. It's in verse 8. Therefore deal kindly with your servant. And he's calling Jonathan like over him. He's like, and in a sense that he is. He is the king's son. So right now, David who really has been anointed to be the king, is really a servant of Jonathan. But they're friends, of course, but he says a covenant. And that is the very basis uh, of his appeal here is his covenant. He appeals to it. He, he plans this. He proposes this. David requests that Jonathan execute him himself if indeed he, if he's guilty of sin. <laughs> Jonathan is just appalled at this suggestion. Does David really think that, you know, he would betray his friend by turning him over to his father to be killed? Right. Well,
2: maybe it's back to how David's whole, or Jonathan's whole response has been
0: to him, has him where he's Okay, verse nine, Jonathan. Yeah. Said, Far be it from me, from you, for if I should indeed learn that evil has been decided by my father to come upon you, then would I not tell you about it?
2: That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Jonathan makes it
0: very clear he will warn David of any plot against him. If the father really intends to kill him, then Jonathan will warn him. If that be the case, suppose King Saul does intend to kill David and that he kills Jonathan for trying to learn or, you know trying to learn what his intentions about David are, I mean Jonathan has already been threatened before, right I mean he's taken great risk to go up to his father and even say that so David he says you know I, I guess really you know who's going to be warning David then David said it's going to warn me if he kills you. So he's concerned about him, but also himself. Who will tell me if your father answers harshly? And that's what you find in 10. David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you harshly? And Jonathan said to David, Come and let us go out into the field. So it's what I think Jonathan is really getting it now. This is serious. This is really serious. We've got to get away where nobody can hear us, right? Get all the Googles away and the and Lexuses and, and your smart TVs. They're listening. We need to go out to the field. <laughs> Come, let us go out of the field. So both of them went out into the field. Jonathan now comes up with a plan here. They're out in the field. Je- Jonathan is realizing how serious it is. And if Saul is really insanely jealous and scheming to put David to death, it's likely that someone Overhearing this conversation between David and Jonathan might report it to Saul. That's why they go out into the field, the Lord, the Lord, God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow, the third day, behold, if there is good feeling toward David, shall I not then send to you and make it known to you, if it please my father to do you harm? May the Lord do so to Jonathan, and more also, if I do not make it known to you and send you away that you may go in safety and may the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. Now you notice that he's bringing the Lord into the conversation here quite frequently here and well he should. If I'm still alive will you not show me the loving kindness of the Lord that I may not die. This is where he this this covenant is extended. Yet David His proposal, now you have Jonathan coming back and he said, "Uh, listen, this is going to be not only me, but it's going to extend to the rest of the family. So here we go. You shall not cut off your loving kindness from my house forever, not even when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant, there's our word again, with the house of David, saying, May the Lord require it at the hands of David's enemies. We know what? When one king takes over from another king, what happens? They kill kill him. Now, should that happen in Israel? No, it shouldn't. But Jonathan knows full well that that's what everybody always does. What's the
1: son's name that he...
0: The chef Talking about him, the relative?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the...
0: Later on, that comes yeah. into play. Yeah, say, David remembers thought, the like, covenant. Yeah, I
2: remember. The, yeah, I remember. Fiboshef was a cripple. He came crippled. Yeah, he father. kept him there. It's yeah. David's kids.
1: Even, even though the throne was going to be handed down to his children, I mean, it was going to stay in his family, the one guy goes out and gathers all the other brothers and kills them all. Right. Except some.
0: Right. Except so... so it, so that's the way it works, isn't it? That's horrible. That is just unbelievable. Could that happen in this nation?
1: Sure. <laughs> I think they're trying. I think it's working. There ain't Whoa. no kings. They're working on it. They're trying well, their best <clears throat> to clean out house. Well, not not the children, but the followers. Well, which are the same. <laughs> yeah. Children are who?
0: So, a covenant is made, and he says, "May the Lord require it at the hands of David's enemies." Jonathan made David vow again because of his love for him because he loved him as he loved his own life. So there we have, and what the key word is for the night, I think really is covenant, and it reminds us the covenant that God made with that covenant is very, very important in throughout the scriptures, and you can outline the Old Testament by covenants and it helps you shore up uh, the idea of what God is doing in bringing us into his family he makes a covenant with us it is unconditional there was one conditional covenant that was the Mosaic covenant which showed that we can't keep God's law we prove it all the time but we need somebody to be in our stead and that be the one Christ who is the one that fulfills the covenant. So anyway, Jonathan's doing his covenant and he's got his plan there That's uh, he's bringing forth. David, make sure that you spare uh, the life there and also the family. Descendants. So he's reaffirming the the covenant. It just keeps extending. Now Jonathan's plan is in eighteen through twenty-three. Jonathan said to him, "Tomorrow is the new moon. You will be missed because your seat will be empty. When you have stayed for three days, you should go down quickly. Come to the place where you hid yourself on that uh, eventful day, and you shall remain by the stone, zell. I'll shoot three arrows to the side as though I shot at a target." Go find the arrows. If I specifically say to the lad, "Behold, the arrows are on this side of you," get them. Then comes for there is safety for you, are no harm, as the Lord lives. But if I say to the youth, "Behold, the arrows are beyond you," go, for the Lord has sent you away. So this is what the Lord's telling us, one way or the other. As for the, because he will know, Jonathan will know by that time. So I'm giving you a signal, right? As for the agreement, covenant, of which you and I have spoken, behold, the Lord is between you and me forever. So they make sure that this is between them. This this covenant is very important. And uh, this, like I say, when you have a covenant between a man and a woman, when you have a covenant between two agreeing parties, that uh, whether it be buying or selling, whatever it is, it's something that is real. It's tangible. And they're never to go back on their word. Well, you know what people do. They always go back on their word. They always make laws so that they can have a way out, right? Always looking. But it's interesting how Jonathan just keeps bringing the Lord in it. But it's interesting that they go through all of this, and as we get near the end here, we'll go, why did they go through all of that? Because they meet up with each other before they go. Well, I think we can answer that. But they're just... Planning this out as it goes along, they're just. It, Jonathan says, "I got an idea. Hear this. We'll be secretive. You know, it's, it's like a spy show. You know, and uh, you know, they're doing everything they can that nobody hears them or anything. They're real secretive. So David in the field, like he said, his plan was when the new moon came, the king sat down to eat food. King sat on his seat as usual, the seat by the wall. By the way, that might be that for his own security. Somebody mentioned, I never thought about it, but by the why did it mention by the wall? Well, if you have up against the wall, nobody's going to come from behind. I think Saul's looking around now too, you know, because he doesn't trust anybody. He's barely. I think, well, yeah. yeah David, especially you know, remember,
2: David killed his 10,000.
1: Yeah. And Goliath. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh. no.
0: Then Jonathan rose up, and Abner sat down by Saul's side, uh, but David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul did not speak anything that day, for he thought, it's an accident. He's not clean, surely he's not clean for this festival meal, new moon and so such. It came about the next day, the second day of the new moon, that David's place was empty. So Saul said to Jonathan his son, Why is the son of Jesse not come to the meal either yesterday or today? Now, you know what? Jonathan is in a terrible spot because no matter what he says, somebody's going to get mad. Jonathan, I mean Saul, right? Uh, Jonathan then answered Saul. Here's the lie. This is what David told him to do. They didn't want really to do this. David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. For he said, Please let me go, since our family has a sacrifice in the city, and my brother has commanded me to attend. And now, if I have found favor in your sight, please let me get away that I may see my brothers. For this reason, he has not come to the king's table. Keep moving on. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, Oh, man, he curses here. (sighs) You son of a perverse, rebellious woman. Horrible. Horrible. This is horrible. Cursing language. Do I not know that you are choosing the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Don't you know that? This is what this is all about. You won't be king because of him. Therefore, now send and bring him to me, for he must surely die. There you go. Good
1: Jonathan.
0: Did Jonathan get it? Oh, wow. Now he really knows, right? I hope. well yeah. Uh, hope. But Jonathan answered Saul's father and said to him, "Why should he put, put, be put to death? What has he done? Well, isn't that an automatic answer or out. question?" Then Saul hurled his spear at him to strike him down. What,
3: does he just keep these? Like, obviously they must they be.
0: I think they're around. <sighs> I think Debbie, Debbie said he's probably paranoid. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Right there at his hip. I'll tell you what, the guy is not a very good shot at all, though, is he? <laughs> can, can you believe this? How many times he cannot throw and hit? What he's aiming at. I think uh, it's God's plan that that's not the time for Jonathan to be put to death. So, you know, Rosie's spear wants to strike, wants to kill him again. Verse 34 Then Jonathan rose from the table in fierce anger. Okay, I got it now. You know and did not eat food on the second day of the new moon, for he was grieved over David, because his father had dishonored him. Now it came about in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field for the appointment with David. So they're carrying it through. Here's the deal with the arrows. A little lad was with him. He said to his lad, Run, find now the arrows which I'm about to shoot. As the lad was running, he shot an arrow past him. When the lad reached the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan called after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond you? Well, you know, I don't think it's because the, the lad is kind of stupid. I think he definitely sees the arrow go beyond me, but that gives a chance for what? For Jonathan to say, Oh, yeah, it's a little bit further on, out there, you know, and that has made a signal now to David. David's supposed to be out there beyond the reach there, right? And uh, he can hear this earshot. When the lad reached the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan called after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond you? And Jonathan called after the lad. Hurry, be quick, do not stay. And Jonathan's lad picked up the arrow and came to his master. But the lad was not aware of anything. He didn't know he was part of the, the little plan that they came up with. He's out there, you know chasing down the arrow. chasing arrows. Chasing arrows, bring them back to Jonathan. Only Jonathan David knew about the map. The signal has been given. It now dawns on them, this is it. It really is what we thought. David knew that. Jonathan, I think, really knew it. He wasn't that stupid. But he wanted to give the best thoughts about his dad. Come on, let's get real. You've heard about you know, like alcoholics, for instance. Yeah, 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 He's my dad's. You know, he likes to drink sometimes, but you know, really, he's he's a good dad. All the, all the same time, he beats up his children all the time and comes in home at drunk and then throws them up against the wall. But he's okay. Nothing really wrong with him. He just has a good time every once in a while, and that's that's as far as it gets. All the time, they know what the real story is. Well, Jonathan finally has to admit that yeah, he's he's a killer. He really is. Um, verse thirty nine, the lad was not aware of anything, only Jonathan and David knew about the matter. Then Jonathan gave his weapons to his lad, and said to him, Go bring him to the city, go take him back. He's gonna stay there by himself. Actually, he's going to go meet David when the lad was gone. So there's nobody around. Now here's what gets me. Why did they go through all of that? When you get this, David rose from the south side and fell on his face to the ground and bowed three times. They kissed each other and wept together, but David wept the more. Jonathan said to David, Go in safety inasmuch as we have sworn to each other in the name of the Lord, their covenant, the Lord will be between me and you and between my descendants and your descendants forever. I like that. Then he arose and departed while Jonathan went into the city. He went back. Why did they get together after all this? Because they were afraid somebody would see them before. Now it's... they. What's the deal?
1: But... You got Jonathan here with his his father trying to kill him, so now he's got a reason to be out there in that field. He's shooting arrows. You know, and so if anybody followed him, you know, I mean, that's what I would think. That's
0: pretty good, and then he can kind of go towards where David has been hiding.
1: He wasn't for sure, at the time
2: when they set the thing up, they weren't for sure the chaos and stuff that was going to go on, so that's why they had the signal. Yeah, I'm saying if it was that, um, you know, Mm -hmm. I I think it was like, you said that you do certain times, but then all of a sudden you realize you actually, it didn't quite play out like it could have. So then they were able, he knew, like I said, said, then he knew, after he did all that, then he he could tell that it was safe for him to to meet with David.
0: If the plan is for David, though, to escape unnoticed, like the way that it seems like it reads you know into the forest it wasn't carried out though the way that they were they was really all about keeping it quiet but you know what i think that they now realize this is for real and it finally hits you it's just like when we knew what was going on in the elections there was a little faint hope there but you know we knew better nothing was coming out the way that it was supposed to And then when it finally hit, and then you see the inauguration, and we thought, well, something's still going to go on. And then you see the inauguration, and then you don't see anything going on, and you go, this is it. We are in the kind of world that we didn't ever want to be. And then we see all the things go on that very first day, all the things that were put into action, and they're still going on it re- I mean it just brings it home it 's not like we didn 't know, but now it is we 're in it this is it, and that 's what they realize I think that they love each other so much that they knew that they 're not going to be able to see each other maybe never, but they they will, but it 's not going to be like what they had
2: because I think that 's what Jonathan is i guess what i I took from it is that he Realized the depths of how much his father hated David. And before, I mean, I mean, he didn't, obviously, he didn't know because he thought David was making this up or being overly. Wacky.
0: You're overreacting. Yeah,
2: yeah. But,
3: how can Jonathan
2: think that when here now, it's multiple times he's, his dad has tried to kill him? But I think exactly. that's why he went out there. I think that's why he went out there
1: because so, yeah, he, he had too much wine or yeah, anything. yeah,
2: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody misunderstood. <doesn't> <laughs> we well, you know how that. he's been yeah. lately. Yeah. He's just he's hot just... tempered. He gets yeah. over it. But I think that's what I think he that's why he wanted to
1: believe the best of his dad.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think that's why Jonathan came out there because he now and now he's realized that this. You uh, can't, can't be around here. They can't be around each other anymore. It this can't
0: be. Triumph. It's impossible. It's a
2: trap if he tries to be
0: around. It's just him. like, you know, i got to bring this out. It's just like we know that Democrats and Republicans cannot, Unity. with what Unity. their beliefs are, will ever be united, will they? Unity. They can't. And that's the well, word that we're hearing by the They're president. Blah. And he's the one that's making it even go further out, and then of course the deal with what they're trying so to do with the former president, which is to illegal. Be
1: peaceful while they
0: do their work. Yeah, we unite and we say, unite. You do what oh, I tell you to do. In, oh, yes, masters. Yes. We will do what you say. And then that's what that kind of unity is. That's not unity, well, is it? Well,
1: they're coming slavery. after us anyway. I that's mean, slavery. You know, we got nothing coming now. I've played too much stuff on Facebook. <laughs> Come me. they know who
0: you are, uh, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> and the after the thing, night... There's
1: a whole bunch of us. Yeah. That's a whole
2: bunch of us.
0: So, the word covenant is there. That's We've right. seen some things that these guys planning and scheming and lying, and, and but there's some good things that they're doing. They're, they're trying to use the abilities, the, the intellect that they have, and they're doing a good job. But And they're including the Lord in there, but there's some things in there that are not right. Uh, they're showing that they are human. They're showing that, yeah, the Lord is here. No doubt about it, they always put the Lord in there somewhere. But yet, uh, uh, other plans are carried out. And, you know, who knows? Uh, what, el- what else would have been able to do? I don't exactly. know.
1: Exactly. You have to wonder what God would have done. Yeah. Well, that's like
2: Hagar and you, you know. know. Hagar. What was the one up in the? Oh, she lied about that they had. The Rahab? Son, Rahab. Yeah, she lied too. And it was that she didn't have. That she
1: didn't have to lie. Well. But God still carried His <laughs> yeah, plan through, yeah, didn't He? But, yeah, right. but yeah, but. And David and Rahab gets away. he ended up in the in the kingly line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> so, like I
2: said, they said about Jonathan. So in a way, I sat there and read that, and I thought, well, it was kind of good that David kind of brought that up because Jonathan was kind of going like all of a sudden. He did, a give, give an yeah,
1: he did
2: have to give an yeah, answer for him. Yeah, he did have to give an answer. Yeah, he did have to give an answer. And it's like going, you know, what was he going to say? He knows you're trying to kill him. I mean, you know.
0: Do you think that God is going to use that in all of these things to come to make David stronger? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so that's all part of God's plan, even though there's some evil, wicked things Saul is going to do from here on out and what he's already done. So, the idea of a covenant governs our relationships with each other. You know, we as a church really have a covenant with each other. It's bonded by by Christ, really. There's a church covenant, you know. Here's what we believe. We believe together. We believe all of these things together. We even say them Sunday mornings. You know, when we're, we're praising God, we're agreeing with each other. Wait, how many things do we agree with? Well, if it's on spiritual things, we agree about everything, don't we? Now, there might be some little nuances where we are going to have disagreement. That's no big deal. But we're, where we're talking about major doctrine and who God is and what He's about, we can't disagree. There's no room to disagree there. And so, you know, that we have a covenant between each other, don't we? And it's based upon God's covenant. There's also a a covenant that governs our relationship with God. And when you go back to Noah, there was a Noahic covenant, a promise between God and man. You have the, uh, the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, the Davidic covenant, dealing with the kings. All those are promises, you know, and you keep looking at that and how God has just added more and more to His promise all throughout history of mankind. And of course, Christ is the one who adds all that up. He is the covenant um, maker with us. We are covenant breakers, unfortunately. But in the person of Christ, we are found like what David and Jonathan are. Just little things there that were a little bothersome to me, But it's amazing how God still uses all of that. And it's not that He winks at sin. And uh, you know, David's going to pay for his sin as it goes along. Some of the sins that he does, one of them the most obvious. But you know, he's still God's He's in his family. He'll never kick him. It's forever. And what did uh, Jonathan say? For my family, forever and ever, and so that's the way it is. You know, God has always kept His covenant uh, with us, and we are to have our commitments. And that's why you'll see it at weddings where you have a covenant. What a what a picture that is, or between uh, you know people who are going to business together. Or uh, I think one of the most important is you know the, the church. Covenant that we are together. When we, we we bring in a new member, we expect them to love God's word and to heed to it. And when when they don't, you know, it's like you know, we're saying, "Hey, this is it. We beg them." You know, we we're, we're believe it. Where where God's people are, where two or more gather, it's talking about where even where it's about discipline is the. Um, Aspect there when somebody's wrong, we want them to be right, and not to you know punish them, but to bring them back closer to the Lord. Because every one of us can go off that path a little bit, and that's really all that I think Jonathan saw. Did. It wasn't major, but it were thing You know, if God wasn't in them, who knows how far they would have gone off? And so it shows that they're human. They did the best they could. But they need the Lord in everything. Well, did we come to a conclusion? Does that chapter make a little more sense rather than just a story? Right. Do we see some things there that well, the help in our end, lives? At
2: the very end, John, Jonathan was assuring David that his covenant was with him no matter what went on with the rest of his family. I mean, the rest of his father or his situation. He was letting David know that he'll never leave that relationship. That
0: they that's And that's amazing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, He'd be you know, willing
0: to give up his family
3: yeah.
0: for David because he knows David is God's right. man. Yeah,
3: he's right. he's right.
0: It's the same thing for David, vice versa. So it's a, it's a, that's how friends
3: mm-hmm.
0: in Christ deal, deal with David each Jonathan, other.
3: I mean, I don't think Jonathan was around when David was anointed by Samuel, but by what his father said, you will never be my successor as long as David is alive. That's probably the first that Jonathan realized. uh-uh, so Dad knows David's
0: to be the next king, mm-hmm. not me. Yeah, he uh, he realizes that uh, this is what God has in mind. But I think it's very obvious. Why? Yeah,
2: he trying to turn Jonathan against bad. him. Instead, so yeah. <laughs> that Jonathan's like, oh, I see who you are. You
0: know. Yeah. Well, any? Uh, oh, we need to be praying for, for Bradley. Brad? And uh, Sue is still she's, sick, yeah, probably? I
3: think she's feeling
1: better already. She's
0: had quite a month, hasn't she? At, quite a few
1: months. And
0: she's, uh, she's in her 70s. Yeah, she's not young. 76?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That's hard to believe. It is hard
1: to believe.
0: I, I would it? think you know, she's always looked the same age. Yep. You know what? So yeah, we want to keep uh, them in mind. Is, is there somebody... She's
1: still doing hair and stuff.
0: She's still doing it. She's still doing it. It's amazing. Father, uh, great God, You are holy. uh, You are the wise one. We look for Your wisdom. We seek it by prayer. But we also go to friends. We go to people of God, try to get wisdom. Sometimes we don't know what to do best. But ultimately, and firstly, we go after You. We seek what You have. And thank You for surrounding us with people who are godly and desire your will. Sometimes, Lord, we are not thinking correctly, and maybe we're not seeking you, but just seeking what we think is right. And, Lord, uh, we have to acknowledge you. and Help us remember that. We know that you're always on our minds, but yet we can, without you leading us, we could certainly go astray at any moment. And, Lord, you're keeping us. It's because of your covenant that you've made, and you care for us dearly. And so, Lord, that is quite the thought, and uh, you made that covenant happen. Even when we don't do a good job of it ourselves, you are the one that keeps us in it. We pray for Bradley, and uh, as the doctors have tried to use wisdom and trying to figure out what's wrong with him and and his heart, uh, or why he would uh, either faint or or, or go out for what he did, uh, we would pray, Lord, that they'd find what that is that would cause it. And if it's some kind of medicine, Lord, that uh, you come in and make it easy to figure out what to do there, Bring wisdom in, and uh, we also pray for Sue, is at quite the battle with different uh, sicknesses through this month, and uh, we pray that she just keeps recovering. And you know, we uh, so thankful for Sue and what she means to us. And we uh, look to glorify you in in all ways, Lord. Help us to be seeking your wisdom every day, each and every moment. In Jesus' name, Amen.